Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Good to have you all joining us here today, the day after Easter. Hope everybody had a great Easter celebration yesterday. Good to have you here, Dad. Yeah, we sure did. Had a great time yesterday and had a lot of people that uh, tuned into our live stream services yesterday. We were surprised at some of the folks that uh, we saw had joined us. So that was awesome. Real blessing. Some of you even posted your pictures of uh, you all dressed up in your Easter outfits uh, Sunday. So that uh, that was nice. We we're glad to see that. Uh, we don't have very many people online right now. Only a couple have jumped on. So uh, I'm going to eat up a little bit of time here waiting for folks to join us. Um, if you enjoyed that service yesterday, why don't you just uh, send us a shout out and uh, let us know maybe uh, some things that were a blessing to you. I thought the music was great. Really appreciate Alyssa putting together the music and the boys for singing. Uh, Ben did a great job at putting the uh, presentation together. As you noticed, we were were not live. We uh, had pre-recorded that uh, the day before. You may have noticed my wife walking back and forth in the background. I'm sure that uh, brought a few chuckles uh, from you. Um, There was one time when Ben waved something in front of the camera uh, and that was probably when I said Christmas <laughs> instead of Easter. I said, I said, whoa, stop, you got to edit that out. That was terrible. I can't believe I said Christmas. And so there were some other little glitches in there. I, I told Ben yesterday we should put together a bloopers uh, and put it on our website there so you could uh, see that uh, production that we did. But I hope it was a blessing to you. Man, we're glitching and, pretty bad right now. Let us know. Does it look like we're glitching for those that are watching? It looks like on here, it looks like we're glitching pretty bad. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. I saw some other churches yesterday glitching when they were doing their live stream. So all looks like it's smoothing out. So. All right. Anyways, we're just going to keep going. So, well. Get right into our devotion. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, Take your Bible and turn to uh, John chapter 15. This morning, I want to talk this morning about the fruit of joy, having the fruit of joy, retaining your joy even during very difficult times like we're going through right now individually and also as a nation. I guess we could throw the whole world into that category now. But uh, these, these certainly... Uh, difficult times, are more difficult for some than others. Uh, but John chapter uh, 15 is a wonderful chapter that talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we know that one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. Uh, is it possible to have joy uh, even during very difficult times? Well, let's hear John chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth 
more fruit. Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Praise God for the cleansing power of God's word in our lives. Abide, a key word. Abide. Stay in fellowship with me. Stay close to me. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear, here we have it again, much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, that fruit of joy, might remain in you, and that your joy might be full, joy to the fullest. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I have commanded you. Ben, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? Dear Lord, thank you for this day today. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings. <coughs> thank you for... Um, given us the opportunity to celebrate the resurrection yesterday and for what you did there on the cross. And, and I just pray that you'll speak to our hearts this morning as we learn how to become more sanctified in our lives and become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I remember several years ago I preached a message in this passage of Scripture and I called it the secret of the vine. And as we made our way through and we read about how Christ is the vine and we are the branches and we are to bring forth much fruit uh, to his honor and glory in our lives. You may have noticed something that I noticed as I studied this passage. He said this, that we are to abide in him. And then he gives us the secret to abiding. Now remember that word abiding means to remain, to remain in close and constant fellowship with the Lord. And then he says the secret to abiding is obeying. As we obey the Lord, and walk according to his commandments, we have that close fellowship with him. And then he says the key to obeying is loving. If we love him, then we're going to keep his commandments. And then he told us that the key to loving is knowing. So the more you know the Lord, the more you will fall in love with the Lord. The more you fall in love with the Lord, the more you're going to want to obey the Lord. And the more you obey the Lord, the more... Uh, abiding presence you're going to have uh, with the Lord. And this all comes back to verse 11 to where we then have the fruit of joy that comes forth in our lives. So it's all hinged upon our abiding in Christ and then working our way down to really knowing him in a really personal way. Remember what Paul said, that I may know him. Mm. And so this is one of the reasons why we're having this devotional time with you on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays is to help you to get to know your Lord better 
and better. Mm. But this is no substitute for your own personal time with Christ. But let me ask you a question. Are you a joyful person? If you're not a joyful person, if other people would not see you as joyful, then why not? Do the circumstances that you experience in life, do they steal your joy from you? We call them joy stealers, right, Ben? Mm. There's so many things that if we're not careful, we will allow those things, like this coronavirus, like maybe being unemployed, maybe having difficulty paying our bills. Um, We can allow things like that. Sickness, sorrow, debt, we can allow, I mean, you name it, we can allow so many things to steal our joy from us. In John chapter uh, uh, 16, Jesus talked about a joy that no circumstance or no person could take from us. Do you have that kind of joy that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what anyone may do to you, it will not steal your joy? Hmm. Remember what Paul said, I think it was to the Philippians, right? Where he said that God gives us a peace that passeth all understanding. When you lose your peace, you've lost your joy. And so some of you that may be listening today would say, you know, I I have, to be honest with you, Pastor, I've lost my peace. I'm not peaceful during this time. Well, I guarantee you, if you've lost your peace, your joy went right along with it. When Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he used the churches in Macedonia as an example to the Corinthians. Now, remember the Corinthian church, they were a very carnal church, right? Yeah. The last thing that they had in their life, Ben, was joy. They didn't have it. They didn't have the joy of the Lord. They weren't a spirit-filled congregation. And so he writes to them concerning another group of believers called the Macedonian believers. And listen to what Paul said, how that in great trial of affliction and in their deep poverty, the only thing I can think of, deep poverty, would have to be where you can't even put food on the table. Hmm. Not just you can't pay your bills. You don't have daily food. How that in great trial of affliction and in their deep poverty, this is incredible, they still abounded with joy. Hmm. Now how in the world can you have joy when you're undergoing trials of affliction and deep poverty. Hmm. The only way is to abide in Christ. It's the only way that you're going to have that kind of joy. And that's going to be our subject this whole week. We're just going to be looking at this whole issue of joy uh, in the Scriptures. So how could a person abound with joy when they're undergoing what he called affliction. Now, I looked up that word affliction, and this is what it means. Anguish, burdened, we've all been burdened, persecution, tribulation, and trouble. When you are going through difficult times, when you are suffering, when you're going through real sorrow and pain and disappointment, which are all a part of life, Do those things affect your disposition? 
Do you become grumpy? Do you get upset? Do you start complaining? Do you become hard to get along with? Do you like flip out? Have you ever noticed that none of those things help the situation at all? But that's how many of us respond when we go through these difficult times in life. Do they steal your joy? The only reason that they would steal your joy is because you're not abiding in Christ mm. as you should. Trouble, problems, trials do have the potential of stealing our happiness, but they don't have to steal our joy. Amen. We are actually going to, I believe by Friday, we'll work our way there to talk about what is the difference between happiness and between joy. Hmm. There are things that take our happiness, but they don't have to take our joy from us. The Bible says man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upwards. Isn't that true? But if you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have living within you the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. And remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love. What's the next one? Joy. Mm. So how does that work? How does it work? How does a Christian face the disappointments, the disasters, the discouragements, and the, all the despair that goes along with living this life where man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upwards? How does that all work? Okay, that's what we're going to talk about this week. How does that work? So <clears throat> today I just want to talk about one aspect of that. And that is you have to claim the promises of God. Amen. You abide in Christ, and one of the ways by abiding in Him and staying close to Him is you have to claim His promises. How can you, how can you abide in Christ and yet disregard all the promises that He has given us? To me, the promises of God draw us closer to the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 says, For all the promises of God are in him. Wow, that's just an amazing thing. And then it says, Yay! Yeah, yay! All the promises of God are in the Lord Jesus. Yay! And then it says this, <clears throat> And in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So when we embrace the promises of God that are all wrapped up in a person, and that person is Christ, mm. when we embrace those, then we glorify God. Remember he said, my goal is for you to bear much fruit so you will glorify me mm. in that fruit bearing. We cannot glorify the Lord in and through our lives when we're going around grumpy all the time and complaining all the time and upset about the situation that we find ourselves in. The only way that we can glorify the Lord is to be a joyful Christian. So we got to claim his promises. Um, I wrote down a, a, just a bunch of promises here. Let me, let me just read some of them to you. We'll kind of watch our time here. My goodness, we've already gone 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a short one today. I actually wanted a purpose to make things a little bit shorter for you because maybe it's some, hard for some of you to hang around sure, too long. sure. But 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Hmm. God's promises are great. And they are precious. But before you can claim them, you have to know them. Hmm. 
Romans 4, 21 says, and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he is able to perform. So what God has promised you, you can take it to the bank. He is able to perform the promises that he's left to us. Let me give you a few of these. Uh, Isaiah 41, verse 10, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Is that a promise? Yeah. He's not going to go back on that promise. Isaiah 40, verse 31, you all know this one. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The promise of God. Isaiah 43, verse 2, When thou passest through the waters, I will be, <clears throat> I will be with thee. And through the rivers, notice you've got waters, got rivers. They shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, notice things are getting worse. Yeah. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Is that a promise of God? Mm. Absolutely. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keepeth his commandments to thousands of generations. I could go on and on. Look, look, look at all these I got, Ben. Pages. But the God of all grace, who hath called you into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and sell you. Mm. I know it's typical with me to go on and on and on and on and on with the scriptures, but listen, you can look up these promises for yourself. And you can jot them down just as, just as I have jotted them down. Having therefore these promises... Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness and the, of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Mm. <clears throat> so if we're going to abide in Christ, if we're going to have the fruit of joy in our lives, we have to embrace the promises of God. To embrace the promises of God, we have to know them. So I really, really can't encourage you enough. Sometimes I wish I could force you to do things. I would force you to get a hold of some of these promises and really meditate upon them and, and hide them in your heart. Now, in conclusion, let me say this. <clears throat> I have personally found that the book of Psalms and 1 Peter have really been a blessing to me when I've gone through difficult times. Uh, I remember several years ago when we went through a, just a real, real deep trial in our lives. I just, I hung out in the book of Psalms. Hmm. It was such an encouragement to me. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in the time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for the Lord hath not forsaken them that seek thee. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, wait upon the Lord. Again, I have verse after verse after verse here from the book of Psalms. And then 1 Peter. Just, let's, let's just turn to 1 Peter. I promise you I'll close with this. 
and just encourage you just to read through the book of 1 Peter. Seriously, it'll only take you 15 minutes. 15 minutes to read the entire epistle of 1 Peter. Uh, but it's, it's just all words of encouragement because these believers were scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia because of their faith. Could you imagine that? Running for your lives, leaving behind your livelihood, leaving behind your homes, probably only carrying you know, the necessities of life with you, and they had to flee. Hmm. I couldn't even imagine that. We complain about what's going on with this coronavirus, but could you imagine having to uproot your family and just run for your life and just be scattered throughout all of these? You know, it's really hard that we can't get together and fellowship as a church. It's breaking all of our hearts. But at least we have live stream yeah. that we can keep connected with. At least we can text one another and call one another. But it says this, Blessed be the God, verse 3, Blessed be the God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead yesterday, Easter. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Next week, next week, next Wednesday, I'm going to talk about having an eternal perspective. So we're going to be joyful. We have to embrace the promises of God then have an eternal perspective in life. Wherein we rejoice greatly, though now for a season, for a season, season, suffering only lasts for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations or trials, that the trial of your faith be much more precious. Really? Seeing this as a precious thing? Hmm. And gold that perisheth, Though it be tried with fire, might be found to the praise, the honor, the glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That's exactly what we talked about there in John chapter 15 about abiding in Christ and bringing him glory. And whom having not seen ye loved, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. So we could go right through the book of 1 Peter and spill over into 2 Peter. Just words of encouragement, promises that are given to us by the Lord. Hmm. So today, we're going to be joyful Christians. We're going to retain that joy, even in the face of trials and suffering and adversity. We have to abide in Christ. We can't abide in Christ unless we're claiming the promises that Christ has given us. Remember, in Him, in Him are all the promises of God wrapped up. Then we're going to talk... Um, uh, Wednesday about having an eternal perspective, which I believe is one of the most difficult things to do as we live in a temporal world. And then Friday, we're going to talk about the difference between uh, happiness and joy. Hmm. Um, you know, I have to have a song. Um, Ron Hamilton's song, Rejoice in the Lord. God never moves without purpose or plan when trying his servants and molding a man. Give thanks to the Lord, though your testing seems long. In darkness, he giveth a song. I could not see through the shadows of head, so I looked at the cross of my Savior instead. I bowed to the will of the Master that day. Then peace came, and tears fled away. Now I can see testing comes from above. God strengthens his children and purges in love. My Father knows best, and I trust in his care through purging more fruit, John 15, I will bear. 
O rejoice in the Lord, he makes no mistakes. He knoweth the end of the path that I take. For when I am tried and purified, I shall come forth as gold. Hmm. So I hope today's uh, devotion was a blessing to you. Don't let anything steal your joy. Amen. Ben, what do you want to add to that? Just that all of the promises that are given by God are all tied up in the gospel, right? Um, Jesus is the fulfillment of so many prophecies of all of those things. Jesus was the fulfillment of those. Mm -hmm. And somebody that can raise themselves from the dead, that is God, will keep those promises. Mm -hmm. So we take the confidence of the gospel and that just spills over into the promises of God. Mm -hmm. God, Jesus is who he said he was and he can do what he claimed he came to do. Proved, Proved. to be the son of God Through by his resurrection. resurrection. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Just want to um, give a quick recap uh, of uh, yesterday. Um, praise the Lord that we were able to have a blessed Easter service. I'm so thankful for Alyssa, Jake, Johnny, Josiah, even my dad who was willing to do this. I know it was a little uncomfortable for him. Not... I got to tell you this, Paul. <clears throat> right, we recorded this on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, we, Friday, Friday we, we did your okay. section, yeah. Okay. So Friday <clears throat> evening, I'm up there. Now, we're in our, our new home, and I'm up in the loft. You can see that. And there's this window looking outside. And when I was preaching, there were six deer that came right out. I mean, right up by the house. They were feeding. I mean, it was within bow shot of uh, where I was. So I was preaching to the deer. On uh, on Friday evening, none of them got saved, but uh, we <laughs> we preached we preached to them anyway. We were going back. I was going back over the videos because I had to cut everything and edit it all together. And I showed my wife. I'm like, you see my dad? He keeps glancing over to the right. You know what he's doing? She's like, what? Is he nervous? I'm like, no. He was looking at all the deer. Yeah, looking at all the deer. <laughs> oh, so that was fun putting that together. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the musicians, all the people that did the music, they were. Well, let me see. So last. Not yesterday, but a week ago. We, we were sitting through the service. The way we got the idea to do it was Victoria Counterman had messaged me right before the service and said, hey, are we doing anything special for Easter? She's amazing. She's amazing. She runs everything social media-wise. She runs about 98% of it, and then all of the rest of us do about 2%. So uh, she messaged me, hey, are we doing anything? I just want to be prepped for it. And I said, you know, I really don't think we got anything going on for Easter. We really haven't thought about it. And so while pastor was preaching Sunday, you know, that was just kept going through my mind over and over again, like, what could we do? And, and uh, so anyways, the Lord uh, started to establish that plan for that special service. Uh, Sunday afternoon, um, I called Alyssa and ran it by her. I'm like, what do you think about this? Is this even something possible? And, you know, Unfortunately, a lot of people are off work, but that actually worked out for our advantage because they could actually get together and practice. So it was really the Lord. That whole thing came together in less than a week from the idea to it coming to fruition. And so that was awesome that God allowed that to happen. And it was really cool to see God blessing. We had about 110 120 people live streaming yesterday. Wow. Well, yeah. That represents a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Like, you know, for our house, that's five. You know, and I know a lot of people were streaming it with their family. So sure. it's awesome that the gospel went forth. Uh, people messaged us from, um, uh, not the Bahamas, um, anyways. And we don't even know how many people were watching off of um, 
our website. The website, a lot of people are watching off the website, and we were also streaming it on YouTube, and so people were watching it off mm -hmm. there too. So some people were watching from India and the Philippines. and The people we bought the house from, um, they were watching. That's awesome. So cool. So, so they got to see the Easter service from their loft. Yeah, and most people streamed almost the whole service. So mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome. So praise the Lord that even in this horrible time and everything that's going on, God is allowing us to utilize technology to communicate the gospel to places that 10 years ago we could have never imagined the reach that, a, that a, just a, a little Baptist church could have all over the world. So yes. just Yesterday morning, that. Franklin Graham uh, from uh, New York. Uh, preach the gospel, put a full message, oh, preach the gospel. I thought you were going to say he called you. <laughs> <laughs> we, he, we, we did coffee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Fox News ran his uh, message. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. With how the gospel went forth. Man, the gospel's really being communicated clearly. It's being um, just communicated You know, out the there. gospel, he said, just before I come, the gospel will be preached in all the world. Hmm. And then the end will come. Wow. Wow. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. This is literally yesterday. The gospel was preached throughout the whole world yeah. without a doubt. Exciting times. Very exciting. So thank you everybody for, for joining us. Um, tomorrow night we got uh, Rachel. She's, I think she's only got, let me see, one. I think this is her last week of doing her kids' lessons. So that's going to be tomorrow night and Thursday night, uh, wrapping up her lessons. And then I think we're going to try to get Elizabeth, and she's going to do another story for us. Um, uh, Aaron, is he still planning on doing Aaron's, it? Aaron's, I think, the next two Wednesday nights. Next two Wednesday nights. So praise the Lord for that. And uh, love to be able to, uh, one thing I'm a huge fan of, it's just to hear the, the Bible communicated by uh, lots of people that love God. And I'm just a huge fan of that because people really come to the scriptures with um, just, you know, a different way than somebody else. And it's just good. You, I feel like you get a more well-rounded view of scripture when you hear from multiple people that love God and are just studying God's word. So I think that's pretty cool. So and let us know you're watching and, and get the word out. And now I think everything is being archived on the website. Yes. So if you've missed any videos, I actually put out a video explaining how to get there. Um, but on the website, if you go to video archive, we're putting all of these right on the website so you can go in order and see all of the videos. Because I know Facebook can be kind of clunky when it comes to trying to find previous videos. So we put that together for the website. Andrew Ferguson is now going to be keeping that updated for us. So thank, thank you, Andrew. Andrew. And uh, so also thank you for all those that are just making all of this happen. So love oh, you guys. one thing I got to mention here, I hope they haven't signed up, <clears throat> but our, our missionaries in the Philippines, Mike Korsh has been hammering me about this because we pre-recorded yesterday's service. I couldn't mention it, but if uh, you could maybe send in a little bit extra gift, uh, we had three Filipino missionaries, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we have Rusty, we have Israel, and Brother Tapai. They're locked down for another three weeks, hmm. and they're out of food. Wow. And so we want to send them uh, a love gift uh, to help them um, just with the daily bread. And so if you maybe could send a little bit extra, uh, we'll try to get that off to them just as soon as possible. I'd, I'd like to give each one about 500 bucks. That'd be awesome. That'd be and, a huge uh, blessing. That, that would buy a lot of food. There yeah. in the Philippines, and, and even Brother Tapai needs to provide some for his church members. Mm. 
All right. Love you guys. Thank you for joining us Bye. today. We look forward to seeing you this Wednesday. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.